The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Great Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number one of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And I'm sure that there will be better decisions made on the show tonight than there were picking out who would pitch in the ninth inning for the Seattle Mariners. As we're going to be touching upon that a little bit, as we've got two great NLDS games. They're going to be going down on Wednesday. I'll preview those. We'll give you guys a little bit of what we've seen here in the MLB in segment number one, but got to talk a lot of football tonight because we've got a massive slate coming up for both the NFL and college this week. Frank Schwab and David Behrman. Frank does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. David Behrman does great work over at ESPN and ESPN Chalk. They're going to be joining me in about 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at this week's NFL card with those gentlemen. Our number two, we're going to be talking a lot of college football. Daniel Avari, she does a great job as one of our main analysts here at VSIN, does amazing work taking a look at pretty much everything out there on the West Coast. We had talks of Pac 12 football with her in our number two, right around 1 15 a.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time. That'd be 10 15 p.m. if you're listening live. And then Sean Green, he does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be talking some college football and some pro football with him as well in our number two. And then our number three, going to be a lot of fun. We've got Albert Wynn. You know him a little bit better as analytics capper. And then Adam Rosenberg, he does a good job with the Better Collective. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about just a little bit of the gambling industry itself, talking about who to follow, who not to follow in terms of a little bit more social media. It's not necessarily specific handles, but more or less taking a look at trying to not fall for like some of these, well, shall we say, things in which it's like, oh, burner run here and there and just trying to shift out some of the minutiae. I think it's the best way of putting it. And then we're going to be taking a look at some great games for this week as well with those gentlemen. So we've got a lot that is going to be going down on this show the next three hours and the big thing that I'm sure many of you guys took away from Tuesday is what we all saw in the postseason. And when it comes to postseason baseball, it is a little bit of a different animal in terms of handicapping these games rather than the regular season. I'm sure many of you guys saw this during the early games, a much quicker hook on a lot of these pitchers. And we really saw that on display in the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves game with the Phillies getting the job done by kind of seven to six. But also in that game, I think that you have to have a word of caution 
in terms of gauging these games. And it could be something that you look at if you're a little bit more of an in-game better. These, shall we say, former starters. I was about to say failed starters. That would not be necessarily fair because the rotations, typically they go from five to four with a lot of these teams. But these guys that were throughout much of the year starters going into the bullpen. And a reason why I take a look at that is that Someone who does great work whenever he joins this network, Josh Towers. He's a former MOB pitcher. Something I asked him about around this time last season was just what is it like going from being a starter to a reliever coming out of the bullpen? How easy is it? And I just still remember him telling me, quite frankly, it takes a few weeks for these guys because it's sort of like if you're a runner, I'm someone that I personally am. It's like going from trying to run like, what I do every day, 12 miles and trying to do a little bit more distance running. And then you go from running like your 12 miles, your 10 miles, your half marathon, what have you. And now you're trying to do like 100 meter sprints. Certainly not the same thing. The way that you run a 100 meter sprint, it is completely different. And that's sort of what these pitchers go through. Maybe a little bit of an extreme example on that front, but you go from having to try to prepare yourself to go six plus innings trying to lend length if at all humanly possible. And instead, now these guys, they're trying to give a short burst. And you saw someone fall very short of that in the Phillies versus Braves game in Zach Eflin. Very nearly cost of the Philadelphia Phillies game. They were up by kind of seven to three. He comes in in the ninth inning and he gives up a three-yard job as the Phillies were able to hold on to dear life from there. But bullpen was relatively taxed. So you tell that the Phillies in game one, they didn't want to utilize any more of their bullpen pieces, but that certainly came into play. And then the other starter that came in and he came out of the bullpen, well, it went even worse for him as we saw Robbie Ray, who had been completely lit up in his start against the Toronto Blue Jays on Saturday. Now the Seattle Mariners got the win in that start, but to say that it was thanks to Robbie Ray would be like saying that would be like saying that someone who just completely like torpedoed your group project, the guy that was sitting in the back eating Cheetos, was the reason why you guys got an A on your group project. And, well, that was certainly not the case there. But Robbie Ray, he comes in in the ninth inning, gives up a home run to Jordan Alvarez. And I came on this show yesterday talking about how coaching is at an all-time low in terms of the NFL. And I don't think that managing is at an all-time low in terms of the MLB. I think that that's very far from the case. I do think that we've got some fine managers out there, but it feels like from time to time, managers, they try to reinvent the wheel and that this is not the time for it. And that's something that you do have to gauge because knowing your personnel, I believe that is KYP, you've got to really take that into account because when it comes to these postseason rosters, they're a little bit shorter. You've got more managers that are willing to pull their pitchers earlier, which means that you're going to see funkier bullpen usage and you want to be gauging who was used in game number one to game number two, like for the Seattle Mariners, they had to dive into their bullpen quite a bit. The Houston Astros, they had to as well. And just knowing some of these managers' tendencies as well. I will give credit to Dusty Baker. I know that a few years ago, especially while he was with the Washington Nationals, he was certainly someone that he would go away from the starting pitcher very, very quickly. He would burn up his bullpens and you would just have arms that would be shot at the end of the season, which is why he really could not get over the hump while he's with the Washington Nationals. I recognize he's still searching for that first World Series trophy now that he's with the Houston Astros, but I feel like he's turned a corner a little bit as a manager. Now, remains to be seen with the Seattle Manners because this is just game number three for Scott Service, who I believe actually is from La Crosse, Wisconsin, so we always root for the Wisconsin guys on this show, being that that is my home state, but and said a cataclysmically bad decision from him from what we saw in game number one. But I do think that this is very important, and I do think that it lends for some very good opportunities. And where it really has an impact as well is you're going to notice it in terms of the player prop market as well. Typically, you can make on a lot of these starters go five, six innings. You know what? They give up a run or two in the third, fourth inning. Nothing too bad. You know what? Guy puts on puts on runners on first and third with about one to two outs. Typically not too big of a deal. You let the guy work his way through. Not so much a case here in the MLB postseason. And you're going to notice that these strikeout props, they're going to be shaded down quite a bit. If you're someone that takes a look at something like total outs as well, that is certainly going to be a little bit of an issue. And 
something that you do want to take a look at moving forward. And as I'm taking a look at things right now, I don't think that we've got any player props that are currently up for the games on on Wednesday. If there are any that do become available, I will certainly let you guys know. And hopefully by the end of the show as well, I'll be able to give you a Padres versus Dodgers line as I know that many of you guys listening live are currently sweating that out with the Dodgers in the lead by kind of five to three. If you take the total in this one, that has already been settled as the total opened up at seven, closed more around seven and a half in a lot of spots. That is already over. I'm sure that some of you guys might have live bet as well. So we'll keep you guys informed as to how this one shakes out. But it certainly is just a little bit of a different animal in general. And I do think that taking a look at when applicable, when applicable because when it comes to the Seattle Mariners, this is their first postseason since 2001, so you're not able to really have a lot of trends there unless if you're going way, way back. And if you're utilizing Seattle Mariners playoff betting trends from 2001, the only thing that is alike between the two teams is that the name on the front of the jersey says Mariners. I would very much not advise doing anything quite like that. But when it comes to taking a look at the postseason, I do think that taking a look at what has happened in the past, it does mean a little bit of something like you're going to see a lot of people on social media throw out there, oh, the LA Dodgers, they always blow it when it comes to October. And in this case, we're going to be getting some very, very early November baseball as well. And I do think that sometimes it gets a little bit overblown. And at the same time, there is a little bit of credence to it. We saw Dave Roberts have one of the worst managing decisions I've really ever seen in my life in the championship series last year against the Atlanta Braves, where I'm talking about these starters and how sometimes when they come out of the bullpen, you might want to fade them. That happened with Julio Rios in that game two against the Atlanta Braves. He comes out of the bullpen. The Dodgers don't get the job done in that game. He is completely burnt out. He has to start a couple days later. He gets completely torched in that one. It legitimately was probably the decision that costed the Dodgers a World Series. He also threw Max Scherzer out of the bullpen to close that series against the San Francisco Giants. I think that Scherzer probably dealt with a little bit of fatigue from that. A little bit more understandable. You have to get the job done in the series. Less of a gripe about that rather than in game two of the National League Championship Series. But certainly something that you do want to be diving into. But this just playoff baseball in general, it is a completely different animal. Meanwhile, you've got other teams like the New York Yankees. That It has been quite a while since they have been there. But you've got a guy, Garrett Cole, who was able to get the job done on Monday or on Tuesday. Has been a little bit up and down from. He was able to do a rock solid job as well. And. Obviously, when it comes to postseason baseball, we are noticing that some of these totals, they are going a little bit further down, down, down. Really want to be gauging the weather in the next few weeks because we noticed it in terms of the two game, or the three games that have went final thus far as I am doing this live in terms of the Atlanta Braves and the, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies series. That one went over the total, a little bit warmer out there in the great state of Georgia. You've got a controlled environment in Houston. Meanwhile, outdoor stadium in New York. Balls that were typically going to be flying out in June, July, August. Just ask Josh Donaldson about that. If this game was played three weeks earlier, perhaps he get an over on that game. His ball doesn't fly out. Instead, he has an embarrassing single that he gets pretty much tagged out on. Trying to round first, going to second. That was one that wiped a at least one run off the board. And then who knows what happens from there. So I do think that that is very important when it comes to gauging totals as well. But we've talked a little bit about baseball. We're going to be hitting upon those NLDS games a little bit later. But let's talk about some NFL. Frank Schwab does amazing work with the Iowa Sports and David Behrman, ESPN Chalk. They're going to be joining me next to take a look at week six of the NFL here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Basketball season is ready to tip off and now is the time to grab your VSN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts including the one and only John Von Tobo provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for Conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season with the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, we're being joined now by Frank Schwab. He does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports. Taking a look at the game that we love of the NFL. And Frank, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Absolutely, man. It's it's crazy. We're you know already basically a third of the way into the NFL season. It it seems like it's just getting started. Prior to going to break, I was teasing that it was week six, and I very nearly said week five because I'm just here like, man, it's already week six. <laughs> My goodness, where is the time going? And where is the time going for these teams? Because all that happens is week after week, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles just continue to win games. Says. This is a battle of a pair of teams that have a combined one loss between the two of them. And right now with the Philadelphia Eagles, most spots you're finding them at a five-point favorite. I'm seeing a couple straight four and a halfs out there. But very interesting start to both of these teams because for the Philadelphia Eagles, they've been really one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. Wasn't their world's greatest showing against the Arizona Cardinals, but you know what? A win is a win for them. Meanwhile, for the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys... If you had told me after week number one that we'd be sitting here talking about the Cowboys being 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush leading all four of those wins, I would have been asking you, what the heck is going on here? Team has grown on me a little bit, but how do you see this one shaking out? Because this has been a very interesting ride for both of these teams, to say the least. Oh, absolutely. And I, I wrote off the Cowboys. Who didn't? I, I mean, I thought that we'd be talking about a 1-4, 0-5 Cowboys team right now. That has not happened. They are winning games, looking good, they're playing well. I, I, It's the defense. The defense is, it, to me, the second-best defense in the NFL. I think San Francisco has the best defense. Dallas not far behind, and that's why it's tough to lay the six, the five points with the Eagles here because you know that defense is going to keep them in the game. Now, I lean the Eagles here. You know I like the Eagles preseason, but I also kind of like Dallas as an undervalued team. Everybody dumped on Dallas. Uh, during they Yes, they didn't have a great offseason. The the way the season ended last year was bad with the loss to the 49ers in the playoffs. Week one, they looked awful. But we forget Dallas was a really, really good football team throughout last season. They've kind of picked up where they left off. The defense has gotten better. The offense has been just fine, and it's going to be really good when Dak Prescott comes back. The handicap here doesn't change much for me based on the quarterback because I think Dak could be rusty his first game back if he comes back for this one. Uh, I mean, it's it's a tough assignment to go on the road at Philly. So I'll probably end up on the Eagles, but it's it's not a very confident pick because this Dallas defense can keep that team in games. And you bring up something that is very important because if you do get Dak back in the fold, something that I do for Major League Baseball is I always love fading pitchers coming back in their first start since coming off the yeah. injury list. And obviously when it comes to the NFL, it's a little bit of a different animal in general, but I mean, both are throwers, both are going to be guys in terms of a major league baseball pitcher compared to a quarterback like Dak Prescott that 
They're coming off of especially anything that involves the arm, the hand, just something upper body in general that it throws them out of rhythm. So I do think that that's very important. And there's no exact science, but I do think that if there would be a time to have a little bit of a downgrade on someone like Dak Prescott coming off of injury, it certainly is that first game back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one other factor here is Dak is fully aware. He's a smart dude. He knows Cooper Rush is playing really, really well. And a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe Cooper Rush should just stay the quarterback. Is Dak going to rush back a little bit? I mean, it's it'd be human nature, right? He doesn't want this guy taking his job. He knows how well Cooper has played in his place. So it is possible that the Dak rushes his back, comes back a week early and isn't quite right with the thumb because, you know, it's human nature. He doesn't want to, you know, lose any ground to Cooper Rush uh, hearing all these, hey, there's a quarterback controversy thing. So, yeah, when whenever Dak comes back, I, I'll be skeptical. Let's put it that way. And so, you know, I think Cooper Rush has done a good job. I, I think that last week was kind of the real Cooper Rush. I think he had 108 passing yards. The defense kind of carried the way. And that's fine. That that. Look, he's a backup quarterback. Dallas is winning games. Great. No problem with that. But when you go on the road to Philly, it, it's just tough. It's it's tough on Cooper Rush. It'd be tough on Dak Prescott. Just a tough assignment for either one of them. If you're taking the Cowboys here, it's basically because you think that defense can keep it. And if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, when Dak Prescott went down with that injury, most of us thought that he was going to be out between four and six weeks. This is the very low end of that timetable yep. as well. And Heck, I know that there was talk that he might be able to return last week, which there was big concern about that if he would have as well, because I was fearing that he would not be 100%. So that is certainly something to watch. And something else to watch is the Packers just have not been good when laying points this season. They are now going to be hosting the New York Jets. Well, when they were facing off against the Chicago Bears, they were able to get the job done there. But as we know, Aaron Rodgers is the owner of the Chicago Bears at this point. But with the Packers, they open up in a lot of spots between about a 7.5 to an 8-point favorite, even a little bit more if you took it before Sunday. Now they're down to a 7-point favorite, and I think that this is the appropriate line move. I don't know if I'd be willing to dive in on the Jets getting 7 or fewer like we're seeing right now, but with the Green Bay Packers, I would need this number to get below a touchdown before I start trusting in them just because with the Packers, I just don't know if the offense is built to be able to cover games of north of seven like we're seeing right now slash on seven like we've got because with the Green Bay Packers it feels like the defense is very solid but the wide receiver core it's just not helping out Aaron Rodgers right now and I just view this team as a little bit more of a defense oriented bunch yeah and even that defense is not great they're good they're, there's nothing wrong with their defense but it's not one of those top five defense it's not the Dallas Cowboys let's put it right. that way they're not just going to be able to win, you know, I mean, cover big spreads because, you know, the Jets aren't going to score at all. No, the, the Jets are probably going to get some points in this one. They have some really fun, young skill position guys. Zach Wilson's not great, but, you know, he can get guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, the ball, let them do their thing. And this isn't the kind of defense that you could just trust to, to close out a game. Let's say, you know, if it's late, the Jets are down 13. I don't know that I trust this defense to just necessarily close the door and not let that back door in. So I'll I'll be on the Jets here. I just think the Packers, like kind of like you said, they're they're good. They're they're not great right now. I still think that there's a ways to go with this team, and they might get there by December. This is kind of the team that's built for late in the season when it gets cold up in Green Bay, unlike previous Packers teams. So there's some hope there, but right now they're just okay. They they didn't score a point on offense against the Giants of all teams last week. I know London games can get weird, but that's that's not a good sign for that offense. And the defense playing, you know, a one-dimensional team that only has Saquon Barkley, they gave up a lot of a lot of yards. They lost that game, so nothing's really great for the Packers right now. And you know, it, the still though the point spread makes it seem like they're great, and I don't think they are right now. So yeah, the seven is really enticing here. And I feel like the Giants punked them a little bit as well because. We were thinking that Danny Dimes was going to be like completely immobile and everything like that, and he looked much better than I thought he was going to. I still took the points with the Giants during the injury, but I do feel like there was a little bit of surprise from the Green Bay Packers defense that we saw the Danny Dimes that we did on Sunday. So a little bit of an element there, and there's a lot of elements when it comes to this game as we've got the Bengals and the New Orleans Saints. This opened up a pick and the betting market it has come in on the Bengals. They're now between one and a half and two point favorites. So we've seen the money coming on to them to this point with the total remaining relatively stagnant, 43 and a half to a 44. And coming into the season, I had some high expectations for the Saints. They got the win against the Seattle Seahawks. 
I really have concerns about this defense, among all things, with the New Orleans Saints. I knew that the offense was going to be a little bit disjointed. All the injuries that they had last season, and Jameis Winston went out there because he's been banged up the last few weeks. You sort of felt like he was going to need a little bit more time to mature after having some flashes last season. But I take a look at the Saints team, and I'm not willing to buy in on them right now. I don't know if you are, but this would be a spot in which I'd be taking a look at the Bengals or passing. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you on the Saints. I will say this about the Saints. I think they're getting a little healthier. Alvin Kamara looked better. They they really leaned into Taysom Hill in the last game. That's good for them. Michael Thomas is going to be back at some point, you'd think, but it's always kind of what's new with Michael yeah. Thomas. It's always something with him. So we'll see on that. But you're right about the defense. I thought this defense was going to be elite. I really did. They were good last year. They brought pretty much everybody back. But, you know, a lot of the analytics guys say, you know, defensive superiority is really not sticky from year to year. It changes, and it has changed for the Saints. They're just not the same defense they were last year. They're not a dominant crew by any means. And it's Cincinnati, I don't know about them either. That's a problem. I, it, this is pretty much a fate of the Saints, if you take the Bengals. Because what have the Bengals really shown right here? I, I mean, they're, they're okay. They should have won last week, but they didn't. They still have no deep passing going on, probably because their offensive line's not that good. There's just a lot of questions with the Bengals right now. Asking them to go on the road, win at the Superdome is a lot to ask. I'll still be on them. I think that's the right side, but it's, it's more of a fate of the Saints than it is anything with the Bengals because I, I don't know that I'm really at the point where I trust the Bengals yet this season. Yep, with the Cincinnati Bengals, it's been a team that's been a little bit all over the place, and Joe Burrow just hasn't been able to take strides forward after he was so masterful towards the second half last season. That line, it is a little bit of a concern. So I do think that there is a lot of concern there. And if you want concern, some of these primetime games this week, they are probably going to have you raising your blood pressure. So we're going to try to find any way humanly possible to make some money on those next with Frank Schwab, who does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different and everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Frank Schwab. He does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports and it's even more amazing work because we've got some grody primetime games to dive into. And while we talked about the one really good one between the Giants and the Eagle or the Cowboys and the Eagles, and I'm sure that we're both in agreement that it's going to be a good one. Now we get the Denver Broncos once again in primetime. And we were both talking about this a little bit off air. I find it mind-numbing that nobody is questioning whether or not Russell Wilson's actually going to play in this game. Right now we're fighting the Chargers as a five-point favorite. And I guess you can make the question as to how big of a loss is it going to be for the Broncos if Russ doesn't play in this game because he has looked like a shell of himself. But, I mean, even with Russ Wilson not looking the same as he has in past years, it's still a downgrade if you have Brett Rippon in this game. And we were talking about this as well with Dak Prescott if he comes back. And I think we have to ask this with Russell Wilson as well. What form of Russell Wilson are we going to have after he had surgery about a week ago? Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I mean, this Russell Wilson injury thing is is not getting enough play. And it's funny because we've been talking about Russell Wilson all season and how he's struggling. And now he has a, a procedure done on his throwing shoulder. And everybody's just assuming he's going to play on Monday night. I've already took the, I've already taken the five with the Chargers. Uh, and I've laid the five with the Chargers. Because if we see some DNPs from the practice report on Russell Wilson, that line skips up over a touchdown because... You're right. Russell Wilson's not playing well, but Brett Rippon's not a good backup. Uh, this this would line would get out of control a little bit. And w- the reason I, I'm on the Chargers here is because you know we were just talking about this. Where if, if you were to place this, you know, make this line four or five weeks ago before we saw the Broncos, it'd have been about you know Chargers minus two and a half, Chargers minus three, right? I think we'd agree on that. We've seen the Broncos look like one of the worst teams of football. Definitely one of the worst offenses. 
and this line's only up to five. I, I don't think it's been adjusted enough. I think the Chargers should be, even with Russell Wilson playing in that touchdown range because he's hurt. He's not going to be 100 percent. I don't think anybody would think that he'll be 100 percent. And he just ha- looks like he has no confidence right now. He's very hesitant. They're not helping him a lot with the play calling. It's just a bad offense. So the Chargers have looked better the last couple weeks. I was worried about their injuries, to, especially to Slater and Bosa on both of their lines. They've kind of overcome that, looked better the last couple weeks. This is a team that could score a lot of points. So I don't know that the Broncos can keep up. And I've, I've already you know, taken the Chargers because I'm worried this line's going to go up if Russell Wilson doesn't practice this week. And on the flip side for the L.A. Chargers, They've now got Justin Herbert, who's getting healthier and healthier by the week in terms of those ribs. It's one of those injuries that, I mean, it certainly has a lot of pain when you play with them, but just as time goes along, it's not necessarily hurting them as much with regards to playing with that. It's not like it's an injury that's getting significantly worse. And I think that this is a Chargers team that when fully healthy on paper and paper alone, I think that they're a top five team, but... The question is, can they get back to full health and can Brandon Saley quit making boneheaded decisions that completely Ooh. cost the team? Man, he is he's gripping it right now. It's like he just he's overthinking every single one of these decisions. To not punt on on fourth and two or fourth and a long one, whatever it was at the end of that Browns game was just remarkable. And I I don't know. I, I just think he's he's just overthinking everything because he got criticized over the offseason for the way week eighteen went against Las Vegas. And now he just is, I think he's really almost got the yips. I really think that I just, I think he's just so paralyzed in all these moments that he's just making the wrong call over and over again. Yeah. It's really brutal to see. And it's really unfortunate as well, because it's been very unpredictable trying to gauge what Brandon Staley is going to do. And well, this is painful as it's very unpredictable what the Washington commanders and the Chicago bears are going to be doing on offense. But if I'm willing to bet on anything, even though the line has come down a little bit, I'm going to be taking a look at the under because right now the total is anywhere between 37 and a half and 38 and a half. So we're seeing a lot of 38 in the market, somewhere in between those high and low numbers with the Bears being a one-point favorite. This is one that is tough to gauge. If I'd be looking anywhere in terms of the side, I would just look to perhaps getting more like an even money price on a money line with the Washington Commanders, minus 105, just because... I think that the commanders just have more talent in general. I recognize that this is a game that's in soldier field, but in a battle of two bad quarterbacks, I'm going to trust in the one in Carson Wentz that can actually complete a forward pass. (laughs) I think that this is going to be another sad game and hopefully we get more touchdowns than we did last week because the bar was set at zero. So we literally can't get fewer touchdowns, but boy, if you're not betting this game, perhaps watch some desperate housewives reruns or something like this, because I don't think this is going to be pretty. No, no, bad game, bad Thursday night game, and you wonder what they were thinking when they scheduled this. This was never a good game. No. At least Broncos Chargers, you could say in the offseason, like, oh, that'll be fun. Hasn't turned out that way. This was always going to be a dog, and it, it's barking already. I'm actually on the other side here, though. I do like the Bears, just because I do not trust the Commanders right now. I think Carson Wentz is just a, a mistake machine. I mean, he just, he, you know, I was on the Commanders last week, money line. They got to the two-yard line, and I had that moment of clarity where I was like, they're not getting these two yards. Carson Wentz is going to screw this up, and sure enough, he did. He tried all three downs to throw a pick, and he did on the third one to David Long of the Titans. So, and one thing I will say about the Bears is I wonder if they kind of stumbled into, we have to use Justin Fields more last week because it's 21-3 against the Vikings. They have to open it up. I think Fields goes 15 to 21, 208 yards, had a couple drops in there too that weren't his fault that would have bumped his numbers up, and I think that Maybe the Bears are like, you know what? We got to let this kid play a little bit. I hope so anyway. Against a commander's defense, it's really not intimidating. Uh, They should open it up this offense a little bit. I actually still like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a decent NFL quarterback. I just think he's in a horrible, horrible situation. But I just hope to see more Fields this week, that they open up the offense a little bit. And that's one of the reasons I'm on the Bears. I just think the Bears are a better team, albeit maybe slightly across the board. But I I do think they are better than the commanders who have shown just absolutely nothing since week one. Both of these teams are absolutely brutal. And, well, this is one of these games in which we would like to say there is no obligation for you to bet it. I'm sure that some will feel the exact opposite of that. But, yeah, boy, this is not great to say the least. But, fortunately, the rest of the slate, we do have some more interesting and some better games as we've got a 4-1 team that I really think the rubber is going to meet the road for the New York Giants. They're going to be playing us the Baltimore Ravens, which with the Baltimore Ravens. This is a bunch that legitimately they could be undefeated right now if 
things go their way a little bit more in terms of some of those fourth quarters. They have blown two leads to the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, by and large. I've liked what I've seen out of this Ravens team, just a little bit of lack of execution down the stretch. Meanwhile, for the Giants, I like the fact that they are 4-1 and one right now. I think that perhaps the record is over-magnifying how good of a job it has been thus far this season for the team, but there's no doubt about it. Brian Dable has been able to do an amazing job of being able to get these guys to play together. Saquon Barkley has been able to do a nice job as well. I know that there's some injury concerns on both teams in terms of this one, but when it comes to this game, this is one of the hardest ones for me to decide on because the big thing for me is how much of the Giants 4-1 and one start is based on the schedule, and for the Baltimore Ravens, how much of their 3-2 and two start is because of just those fourth quarter collapses or perhaps a little bit of something more. Yeah. And it's tough to say, I I still like the Ravens a lot, but I wish they'd look a little more dominant. Even last week. I mean, you you know, they needed that late drive. Good thing to have Lamar Jackson a good thing to have Justin Tucker because they got it done, but wasn't an impressive, great win for Baltimore at home against a Bengals team. That's still, we don't know exactly what they are. The giants are just baffling to me. They're clearly well coached. I I was skeptical about Brian Dayball. I was like, Everyone wants to credit Brian Dayball for Josh Allen. Maybe it's Josh Allen that made Brian Dayball. I think both of them are really good now. I think Dayball's push all the right buttons. You could tell he really knows what he's doing. Good game planner. The the guys are believing in him. You could just tell. In the second half of that game last week, they weren't scared of the Green Bay Packers. They came back. They won that game. Really impressive. It's just a lot to lay. It's it's a lot to lay five and a half right now. Am I a believer in the, the New York Giants? Not really. But this is giving them no respect at all. And and Baltimore is just one of those teams that, man, even last year, every one of their games was close. They just always seem to just come back to, even if they're up 17, it's going to end up a close game. If they're down 17, it's going to end up a close game. Always seems to land within that, you know, uh, three, four, five point range. So I, I might be taking the Giants here. I just don't think this line's giving them enough respect. Yep, I do think that it's interesting to take a look at this one just because I feel like you can make the argument for both teams and we've got about 30 seconds remaining. Is there any other side or total that you're really looking at for this week six in the NFL? You know, I just have to say that the Chiefs plus three, how can you not take Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead Stadium as a three-point underdog? I get the bills are great. And, you know, I was on, I think it was with you last week saying, I'll be on Pittsburgh plus 14, but I know Bill Buffalo could turn off the lights pretty quick. And they sure did. I was like, why did I bet on Pittsburgh? You're, that's not the same way with Kansas City. Kansas City's a really, really good team with a great quarterback. So, man, what a great game. I'm just excited to watch that one more than anything. Oh, it is going to be an absolutely tremendous game. And your work, Frank, it is absolutely tremendous as well. Always appreciate the time here on VEASAN. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. It is always a pleasure to have Frank Schwab aboard. He does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports. And coming up next, we got to take a look at what we're going to be getting in some of these Game 2 NLDS and ALDS games next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook as Bet Rivers is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. This hockey season, the action will start up and the puck is dropping because they've got Tuesday first goal insurance promotions going down. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app as every Tuesday throughout the season, you're able to place a wager on any first goal score or wager on any game as it is a whole new game. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. And it is good that hockey is back in our lives as well as we've got a little bit of everything going down. A little bit later on during the show, I will hopefully, if time allows, be able to give you guys another college basketball conference preview. I am hard at work on those. And for those of you guys looking for a little bit more of that, you're able to go to the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, wherever you download your podcast. And at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, I'll have up a preview for the Big Ten with my projector or finish. So we're pounding out those conference previews podcasts, and we're always pounding out great information with regards to the NFL, no doubt, on this show and also on this network as well as Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports joined me the last two segments taking a look forward at week six of the NFL so a big thanks to him and when it comes to the MLB card I'll be giving you guys my DK Nation pick in about 15 minutes 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern we've right now got one game that pretty much across the board at all books it is available for this Wednesday and I'll be touching upon that right now I'm starting to see openers come out for the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres game too as right now that is a game that is just starting to wrap up with the Padres currently down by a count of five to three in the bottom of the eighth inning if you like me have the run line of the LA Dodgers feel good that Craig Kimbrell has been left off of the Dodgers roster you will not be getting Craig Kimbrell at any point in this Padres versus Dodgers series unless you have like some cataclysmic injury or something haywire happens but that is something that I think many people can feel good about because that guy is gossip. I can tell you right now, myself, quite a few bets. I assure that, I'm sure that many of you guys can relate as well. So that is a very good feeling. But in terms of right now, what we're getting in game two of the Padres versus the Dodgers right now, initial openers that we're seeing from an East Coast book is the LA Dodgers being right around a minus 205 favorite and about plus 170 to plus 172 on the Padres with a total of seven and a half. And if we get these numbers, I am willing to dive in on an under of 7.5. I personally set my handicap for game two of Padres versus Dodgers at a 7.3. So many of you guys, as you listen live, you're probably going to be getting openers just within the next few minutes. So if you are going to be getting these openers relatively soon and you want to fire in on them, you can also go to my Twitter feed at GNR41. I've got my handicap of this game all up and all prepared for you guys. I've got a link at the top for all games. It's a VSIN link, and we've got you guys all covered in terms of handicapping these games. But that said, if we do get a 7.5 like I'm right now seeing at a lot of these initial openers, I would be willing to go in on the under because you, Darvish, who has throughout his time with the San Diego Padres, had some, shall we say, difficulties when he has been on the road. He has really been able to shape up the last month. As a matter of fact, in his last five road starts, he's given up three runs. Three runs in his last five road starts. That includes the wild card round against the uh, the New York Mets. So that has been rock solid from. And for you, Darvish, what you know is that he is going to be able to perhaps give you a little bit of length as long as he doesn't get completely pounded because he does a good job of being able to allocate his pitch as well. He doesn't get out of control. 1.7 walks per nine innings this season. That is really, I believe, a career best for him. He has done a great job in terms of his command. Strikeout numbers are down a little bit. Nine strikeouts per nine innings. But also do take a look at Clayton Kershaw. And he deserves to be the favorite in this spot. No offense or buts about it. Even at his advanced age, Clayton Kershaw has been able to do a terrific job. 12-3 and record, a sub-230 ERA. He has been the man for the Dodgers for a very long time. He's got about nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings, which that's relatively on par with what we've seen out of him the last three to four years. It's not quite 
vintage Clayton Kershaw from back in like 2016, 2017 or anything like that, but he's been able to do a good job himself giving up about two blocks per nine innings when he has been at home. He's been relatively the same pitcher, actually a little bit worse than he has been on the road. Now, he has yet to take a loss at home thus far this season, Kershaw has, but 239 home ERA compared to a 217 road ERA, and even dating back to the end of the 2020 season, his home runs per nine rate goes up by about 30% when he's in L.A., rather than when he's on the road. And this is a San Diego Padres bunch that they've been able to do a good job of maneuvering their lineup. And with these San Diego Padres, they've been significantly better at being able to just hit in general when they've been on the road rather than at home. Now, a lot of this has to do with just the fact that, I mean, it's very simple. They play in Petco Park. Petco Park is about as pitcher-friendly as it gets. I know that there's been a lot of people I've been pounding the alarm for the San Diego Padres not being able to get things going with their bats. And that's... Par- that's the vast majority of it. Just them having to play at Petco Park night in and night out. That is why Josh Bell, Juan Soto, guys like this that have come over, they don't have these same numbers as they did in like Washington, D.C. for Brandon Dury, Cincinnati, one of the most just notorious hitter-friendly parks that you're going to find in the big leagues. But I do think that that is important to take a look at because with the Padres, they do have quite a few guys that just in general move the line. Jake Cronenworth, Hassam Kim, Drixler Profar, Juan Soto, all during the regular season, hanging between about a 238 to 250. You don't necessarily have that one main masher other than Manny Machado, who had north of 30 home runs, hitting about a 300 for the bunch. He has been that table-setting bat for the team. But with the Padres, I do think that it was very good that the bullpen after Mike Clevenger just gave, I mean, a duck of a start. This was not good. I mean, he goes out there two and two-thirds innings, five runs, four of which were earned. This was... Not good, to say the least. And Mike Clevenger, just all season long, when he's been away from San Diego, it has been trials and tribulations, to say the least. But from there, they were able to preserve most of their good bullpen arms as Robert Suarez did not come into this game. Luis Garcia did not come into this game. Josh Hader did not come into this game. So if you're able to get six strong out of you at Arvish, like I think that you're able to. You've got those three guys in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning that are able to bat. Come up, meanwhile, for the LA Dodgers, I mentioned this before, and I don't think that this can be understated. You don't have to deal with Craig Kimbrell in the ninth inning. That is a big win for this team as they've got Blake Tryon back in the fold. That is massive. And then on top of that, they left Caleb Ferguson off the roster. I thought that that was a little bit of a tough move as he's been able to post up a sub-3 ERA, but you've also got Chris Martin, who it looks like is going to be entering in this game, and he's going to try to close out in game one. He's been posting up a sub-2 ERA since he came over from the Chicago Cubs. You got Yancey Almonte, Alex Vesia, who would be able to give you a sub-2-5 ERA. Vesia did get used up in game one, but you did have Bersuit or Gryderall get used up. He threw one pitch. He's going to be good to go for this team as well. Big advantage, I think, that the LA Dodgers have is I talked up the San Diego Padres bats, but I mean, let's just call it what it is. The Dodgers, they do have the better lineup as you've got Will Smith, Max Muncie, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, all these guys between 21 and 24 home runs this season. Freddie Freeman hitting a 325. Trey Turner hitting nearly a 300. Mookie Betts, 35 and 35 for him. 35 home runs, 35 doubles. He's been able to about a 270. These guys have been absolutely superb. And then even guys like Trey Thompson, Kevin Lux and company, they have been able to do a solid job. But I felt like the Padres in this spot, they should be more around about a plus 148 to a plus 150. Seeing these initial openers right around a plus 170 at has me feeling very good about the San Diego Padres. I do think that there's quite a bit of value there. As we know, in day number one of this divisional round, we have been seeing a little bit of chaos. So that is where I would be looking in this spot, the Padres on the money line. And if you get these seven and a half, like I'm seeing in a lot of openers right now, I'd be taking a look at the under if this does go to seven, because on those seven and a half, I'm seeing quite a bit of juice on the under. I would be looking more at a seven over. So I do think that that hook is relatively important. These are going to be games that are going to be going down on Thursday, but we've got initial openers as well for the Mariners and the Astros and then the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees. If time allows, I'll break these down a little bit more, but we'll just give you guys a brief once-over on this with Seattle. They are going to be trotting out their Luis, Luis Castillo against Fiber Valdez of the Astros and the Astros. They're between about minus 140 to a minus 150 with a total between 6.5 and, and 7. That is a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under on and with the Houston Astros, I think that they really ripped the soul out of the Seattle Mariners. I was willing to lay more like a minus 165 there. So initial look on that one. And then in terms of Guardians versus Yankees, you got Nestor Cortez going for the Yankees. Shane Bieber got a fever for getting guys out. Going to be going for Cleveland. 
Cleveland is right around about a plus 110 to a plus 120 underdog between minus 125 to minus 130 on the New York Yankees. I was willing to go up to about a minus 127 with the New York Yankees, so somewhere in the middle of this, and I do think that this is a total that's a little bit too low. We saw it in Yankee Stadium that Josh Allison home run very nearly flew out. Even though it is a little bit colder this time of year, it is still a very short porch. I do think that the Guardians, because they were unable to cash in on their opportunity a little bit earlier against Garrett Cole, they're going to be able to hit a little bit better with men in scoring position. So I'd be looking at an over there along with the Yankees. And something else to take a look at in terms of postseason baseball is my pro tip for our number one, because it is a little bit of a different animal. And when it comes to all of our pro tips here at VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get all of them. You get pretty much 20 per day. So that's a good deal. You're able to serve them by show and by sport. Be mindful of bullpen use in Major League Baseball when it comes to postseason, especially starting pitchers coming out of the bullpen. Most of these guys struggle. We're going to hope to not struggle with the DK Nation pick next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.